0: The film series that won't die nearly 30 movies, movies. one Horror house, Horror actually Amityville. several houses, and Podcast. cursed artifacts.
1: The Amityville Horror Podcast. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I am Tom. I am Pat. This week we're doing Amityville. I'm sorry.
0: Not it's all sorry. good.
1: I'm, not uh, I, I, I'm never sorry. <laughs> moon could involve Moonmen, or moon it could man. involve... Oh, that'd be fun. It involves werewolves. It's werewolves. Mm-hmm. We did, we've done vampires. We've done all the possessed creatures. We've done the haunted houses. We've done the zombies. Have we had zombies? Well, I don't think we've had um, zombies. I don't think we've had zombies
0: by name, but there yeah. have been undeadiness we've had undeadiness kinda,
1: yeah uh, we've, we have had moon men we have had moon men Amityville oh shit peasant.
0: right yep, yep 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 fuck okay so but this is yeah this is our first werewolves. exposure to we've werewolves we've had spo- insect people uh, we have not had graboids I have not
1: had graboids oh
0: I'm looking forward to that one
1: Am- Am- Amityville Perfection Arizona Arizona Nevada
0: Perfection Nevada yep Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. but this is werewolves in Amityville Which we've established in previous episodes that the movies that actually care about, or that are actually set in Amityville, have kind of this broader, hell-mouthy vibe to Amityville Mm -hmm. than there was at the beginning.
0: Yeah, it's not just about the DeFeos or the Lutzes all the time. A lot of times it is just that the town itself is evil or cursed. Yeah. Um, Now, werewolf stuff, sometimes there is known werewolves in the area, sometimes it's... Mm -hmm. Uh, traveling werewolf, like the TV show Werewolf was kind of the fugitive meets yeah.
1: Incredible Hulk, but mm-hmm. he's a werewolf. Yeah, the wandering genius yeah. thingy. Instead of the one-armed man, it's the one-eyed werewolf Chuck Connors. Indeed. And then, you know, if he gets killed well as it, or if Chuck Connors doesn't want to do the show anymore, as it turns out there's an even worse werewolf mm-hmm. that was actually the one behind everything. <sighs> yeah. There's always a bigger werewolf. Was that Brian Thompson after Chuck Connors? Mike have been... I forget it was. It was I like kind of checked the, the, out of the show I've after never, that. I've never actually seen it. For being as a big and a werewolf <laughs> aficionado as I am, I've never actually sat and watched the show because it just felt it like it would be dated and sad.
0: It was on that shiny new Fox Network
1: initially, and I watched everything that hit. I mean, in like the early days of Fox, my dad goes on at length about how impressive the channel was in terms of just they will try. Anything. Oh God, yeah. They, they threw some of it was every single guy.
0: strange idea at the wall and some of it definitely better than others, but like Savage Steve Holland had Beans Baxter, which it's corny. I still find it funny. Sure, sure. If you can it's, track it's, that it's episodes. no married with children. Oh god, it, but that show holds up so well.
1: Married with children? Yeah. Yes
0: it does. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I might have mentioned before I'm in a rewatch and I'm in the ninth season now. Yeah. And the type of humor shifts every so often. But it's just consistently a funny show.
1: Yeah, I don't remember really watching like a like a bad or unwatchably boring episode of Married with Children. Yeah, it's just always a good time. But yeah, that was the werewolf show. Yeah. Werewolf movies, though, man, I've been bombed. I, I can like um, uh, I've been livening the uh, the NECA Universal Monsters uh, figures they've been coming out with, and mm-hmm. uh, the Lon Chaney Jr wolfman figure is out but i haven't been able to find like the color version i keep running into the black and white uh, one see, and I, had, I do the colors <laughs>
0: gotcha Cause. i had gotten uh when diamond select was doing
1: the universal monsters mm-hmm. i picked up all those and i
0: think i got them all in black and white and color that were offered
1: fair, fair yeah right. i prefer my toys in color like even when the, the original sin city action figure the original dark horse one it was a McFarlane toys uh Sin a marv action figure that was uh, modeled off of the uh, the the comic book artwork. They the Frank Miller art. They they had two versions: the black and white and the color. And I always go with the color because, huh. like the grayscale stuff is not well for definitely for Sin City the grayscale smart figure. That is not what that comic looks like at all. It's True. either black or it's white. Yeah. But also, it's like we're in the real world now, and so it would be in color. Yeah,
0: I like I liked the. Um... The movie Sin City figures. I like them in black and white better. Well, I thought the, they looked better. Well, they they
1: actually looked like what they were supposed to look like, right? Like because uh, it was a black and white movie, and mm. like you get the grayscale stuff. Yeah, and so it worked. But you know, I remember there was like this really great Wizard cover that had all of the Legend sub imprint. Uh, it was like a Legend. Legend was a sub imprint of Dark Horse that was kind of like their version of Image Comics within dark horse and they had like this big jam piece for Mm -hmm. one fold out cover and uh they had frank miller drawing all the sin city characters up to that point and they were all in color like for the first time you'd ever seen it that way and so it was like yeah they're in color when they're with other people like concrete and hellboy and madman yeah but uh but werewolves yeah uh
0: so most famously um I mean, American Werewolf in London, yeah. literally the, the Oscar for the Best Makeup movie. Effects, and I believe just Best Makeup as, a, as its own category, yeah. both were created for American Werewolf in London because of the achievement. There was not a Best Special Effects Makeup Award before that.
1: Yeah, no. Rick Baker made, made yeah. it an issue.
0: Yeah, but like, nothing for Star Wars. Like It wasn't yeah. even a consideration. I Nothing mean, for Lon Chaney.
1: Have you um, seen
0: Bosk? I mean, is Bosk really that impressive? <laughs> I think Dengar <laughs> took a lot of work. That's bandages, man. Which,
1: which one's Dengar?
0: Guy in bandages. Cool. Yeah. Bandages.
1: But it was a Some lot of, of them. There was a lot of them.
0: But yeah, um, <laughs> so I mean, American Werewolf in London is... <sighs>
1: really great. It's great. It's I it's my great. favorite werewolf movie. Uh, I got it's a the, lot of people. the Kessler Wolf is right over there. Mm-hmm. It's also
0: at us. it's also the best Universal uh, theme park Halloween Horror Nights house. Ooh, I did see that. Um, they actually brought it back. One. I saw it on the redo, but it's like walking through
1: the movie. It's amazing. That's I don't know that I'd be able to do. That. Without
0: giggling and squealing?
1: No, just screaming in terror. Like they're like the, the opening of that movie where it's just like David and um, Jack lost on the moors is legitimately terrifying. Oh yeah. Like you watch it in the dark. I was showing it at a par- at a movie party one night, and it was like we were on our third movie, everybody's half in the bag, and we're watching this thing, and everybody's just getting noticeably freaked out as these two guys are trying to get away from this unseen horror. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And at the same time, The Howling came out, which is not, not different. It's kind of the same vibe, but going for different things. Yeah. Or yeah. actually, it's like the, um, it's kind of like, they're both at their heart kind of horror comedies. Yes. But American Wharf in London has the perfect balance of horror and comedic elements, so you honestly don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Whereas The Howling is slightly more campy then horror.
0: Yeah. And it was, I think the difference from Landis coming from comedy and knowing when to tone that out, mm. whereas Dante had been doing a lot of the Roger Corman horror side of things, mm. and so injecting the comedy was... Tricky. Little, yeah, it's a tricky. trickier. And it was based on a book that there was at least a framework
1: <laughs> for. Um, it, I, it strays from the book.
0: A little bit. A little mush.
1: But a little bit. Yeah. But the howling is just... So good. And, yeah. and on the day that we're recording this, this is actually the whatever anniversary of the release date of The Howling.
0: Nice. Yeah. And, you yeah.
1: know, and those we're ones... never watching all of those movies. I'm so not doing that. I, not can, doing I, that. I, I can't talk at length about werewolf movies. People that know me will know why, and that's all we'll say about
0: it. Fair enough. Um, to summarize quick, uh, part five is a fun murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, part three
1: involves marsupial werewolves. It's awesome yeah and terrible um, 4 and 6 were kind of quasi remakes or no uh, 4 is a quasi remake and by quasi remake we mean more at like more like more faithful adaptation a re-adaptation. of the book yeah uh, 6 no 6 was 6 new was, was Freaks s- 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 Oh, six 6 was calling was the Freaks one. Circus One.
0: Yeah. Um, um. Then seven is somebody garbage. involved with those movies. Seven sort of? is
1: this is the stuff we've been watching, but for the howling. Yeah. Some people decided to just up and make a werewolf movie.
0: Yeah, this guy who had a bit part in one of them yeah. tried to write a movie that tied the continuity of all of them together. <laughs> oh,
1: excuse me. And brought the killer back from number five.
0: Right. Yeah. He was trying to say they're all a shared universe, which they had never been. No. Um, well, other
1: than the first two. Right. The first two, which had Christopher Lee uh, playing Sybil Danning's, like, immortal brother. Like, they're both evil immortals. Great anecdote about Christopher Lee is that he made the movie and obviously was not happy with it, as I don't think... I think Red Brown's the only one that's happy with how that movie turned out. Oof. Um, But then uh, when Christopher Lee did Gremlins 2, uh, directed by Joe Dante... Uh, one of the first things he did when he get on the when he got on the set was apologized for being in the sequel to his great werewolf movie. <laughs> Fantastic. Because <laughs> Chris, Christopher Lee was just a class act. Absolutely. And a sarcastic bitch. Yeah. But yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Howling two. Um, the only thing, <laughs> I think, worse than Howling two <laughs> is Howling seven. Uh, Howling yeah. seven is worse. You very rarely see any sort of actual werewolf. Most of it's werewolf POV. Um, More of the movie is spent on line dancing. Great. Long, long line dancing sequences. Sure.
1: Sure, sure. And then there was like some sort of reboot movie that kind of came and it went. Yeah. I don't think... Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, But as somebody who has now sat through... 30 plus Amityville movies Mm. I will say that Howling 7 has a lower rewatch value than anything we've watched on this so far that is sad it really is I don't like any of
1: that oh
0: no it's something I wish on
1: nobody yeah Ginger Snaps is an underrated and fantastic franchise. Absolutely. Centering on werewolves. And just werewolves. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't add anything else. That's why I, I always get bummed by werewolf movies, like especially like the few that get multiple uh, installments where it's like, oh, we have to add something some other monster. And it's like, no, we got werewolves. What the mm-hmm. fuck are you talking about? And there's like you're stupid, like the underworld movies. I mean, they started like in it's Versus Vamps, a, but it's it's not a bad idea, the under the premise of the Underworld's movies. It's just the movies are really not good at all.
0: No. They, they're, they're movies that were basically sold on soundtrack, cinematography, and costume design.
1: Yeah. Costume design, not werewolf design. The werewolves in uh, Underworld are, in my opinion, the worst designed monsters uh, yeah. ever. They, they, they don't even have hair. Yeah. I don't understand what the hell we're looking at when, like, they show up.
0: Uh, a top-tier werewolf design, even though it is an, an anthology movie? Waxwork. I love Waxwork the werewolf a really in that good movie. werewolf
1: design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Paul Rees-Davies werewolf was good. And was the makeup of, like, poor Dana Ashbrook getting, like, stuck in the middle of everything. Yep. And I like how when he shows up as, like, the kind of, like, undead monster version of himself. He's still not a full werewolf. He's still just kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's kind of yeah. cute um um what else do we got Werewolf movies.
0: american werewolf in paris is not eff- good see the effects are not good but i think, <sighs> I think that there is I a very funny it's really not <laughs> i got like i definitely uh, i don't if think I'm it should have happened this
1: is a safe space i'm gonna make fun of you but you are in a safe space i don't
0: think it should have happened and it was not it didn't live up to what it was trying to do, but I thought there's some really fun stuff in that movie. But I still wish that John Landis had been able to make his sequel that he wanted to make.
1: What? Beetlejuice? Uh, American Werewolf Goes Hawaiian? Oh, that would have been amazing, <laughs> too.
0: Though originally, uh, and this is... I read about it years back uh, in Fangoria, but, so this is going to be a maybe a little bit off, but basically, uh, Jack has been... Or no, David. Yeah. David. Yeah. David has been a werewolf since the first movie because as he survived. Well, as Landis pointed out, cops in England don't have silver bullets as standard issue. Fair enough. And it was never specifically answered or addressed. Would that what would happen? Yeah. So that was their easy out for the thing. Is like yeah, we see him gunned down. It can work as an ending if you just want to discount that, but. Yeah. Or it doesn't. Yeah. So he's been alive as a werewolf. We all bought Michael <coughs> Myers.
1: Just gets up. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, yeah. We, we yeah. have fallen. We we've settled. We've accepted a lot less explanation from mm-hmm. yeah. other movies.
0: Yeah. So now it's it was around fifteen years later, mm-hmm. and he's been living, and a like trying not to kill people, trying mm-hmm. to basically live in recovery and like make it that kind of thing, yeah. but all of the people he's hurt along the way are still around him because Uh, he's got now 15 years of uh, ghosts constantly telling him to kill himself
1: and he can't
0: kill himself. He just doesn't, like he's not able to do it. But literally everywhere he goes, he's constantly just being reminded, you're a monster, you should die. David Naughton
1: would have, really done well with that just yeah. to somehow even more put upon desperate freaking out uh-huh. David Kessler that would have been funny yeah that would have been good
0: apparently the studio thought that it was a joke and they're like okay we get it you don't think there should be a sequel fine we'll talk to somebody else and Landis is like I'm no like this is what hour,
1: we should do I'm a half hour into writing the script man yeah. what do you want from me so so, that would have been fine yeah what other ones they been into no, no, dog soldiers please. Dog Soldiers, ah, Dog Soldiers is a great movie. See, that's like one of the things that like most werewolf movies, uh, uh, or what most filmmakers kind of uh, don't want to do with their werewolf movies is just have the werewolves be a monster. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, with the original Wolfman movie, it kind of sets the formula of the to- the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of it where your main character is also the monster at the same time in the right. duality but it's also fun if hey they're just trying to kill us yeah it's monster for monster's
0: sake i know a lot of times the appeal is just well then let's make up something or have something external yeah. whereas the rage within is something you know a lot of people want to write for
1: like yeah. explored, but
0: I mean, I and it is explored in stuff like ginger snaps and like you know. Well,
1: that's what I think the Howling does so well, and why we still love it is that the werewolves are just straight up just the mom, are straight up the bad guys. They are never not the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But because we spend enough time with them built trying to build up their own civilization, we get like these two parallel tracks of like Karen and all the humans trying to survive and or Destroy the werewolves. But then you get these little snippets of the werewolves going, This isn't working. This is like, we're, we're, we're modern. We're not modern. We shouldn't be doing this sort of mm-hmm. thing. And they both, uh, they don't have equal weight, but because it's separated, your audience is never really confused about who they're siding with at different points. Gosh. Even yeah. if they sympathize with what the werewolves are going through yeah. for discrete moments of the film. It's yeah. just like,
0: it's, it's, they just
1: ate that woman.
0: It's a way to literally
1: humanize your monsters without necessarily making them sympathetic. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's so good. But yeah, dog soldiers. It's just a bunch of British Army guys are stuck in a farmhouse surrounded by these eight-foot-tall werewolves mm-hmm. that still looked better than anything in any of the Underworld movies, even yeah. though that was a weird design for the werewolves, where mm-hmm. it's just like... It's basically just, you know, they're eight foot tall on stilts <laughs> and they have fur from the shoulders up and from the knees down mm-hmm. and claws. But whenever you looked at them, you're just like, that's a fucking werewolf. Yep. As opposed to, I mean, it has a, a snout, I guess, in the in underworld. I and don't just, know. I, f- I feel like we've already talked about them too much. No, <laughs> but I have a couple of them on DVD and I, just, I kept wanting them to work and yeah. be good. And for some reason, in the third one, Michael Sheen is an action hero, which is hilarious. That oh, God, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was a triple feature. I could never, like, settle on what the third one was because it was kind of like, oh, they're an action hero now? Mm. And uh, it was like Michael Sheen and, uh, like, Adrian Brody and Predators. Which yeah. It's like, he's. I mean, Let's give it a shot. We love them, but it's yeah. like you're like just a full on action-y guy, yeah, like,
0: not just like a male lead like King Kong, but like action hero. No,
1: he's got muscles and he's mm-hmm. getting into a fight with the predators. Um, well, there's, there's um,
0: Oda Kirk. Nobody. No,
1: <laughs> that's not the same thing. I gotcha. was thinking like more like a Paul, maybe like one one of the Paul Bettany movies. Although I I want I wanted I was hoping to get a third out of that, mm-hmm. where it's just Paul Bettany versus a million zillion monsters. Because you had the Priest movie, where it's like him yeah. versus a million zillion vampires, and then the Legion movie, where it's him versus like a million zillion demons and angels, and they look like they're the exact same movie.
0: I thought they were.
1: I know! Yeah. I, I, I could tell Only that the minute, the minute I said the premise, and you're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I started yeah. explaining, they're two different ones that looked exactly the same. I've tried to like, work it like tried to like do some mental gymnastics to make Age of Ultron sort of work because it's I mean the Vision is fighting a million zillion Ultrons. but he doesn't look like just skinny as a rail Paul Bettany was gotcha. doing it and that's part of it Fair. part of the fun, but werewolves, other good werewolf movies uh, the, the obviously- Antonio Del Toro movie is not terrible the R rated version obviously yeah yeah the uncut version of
0: that and. I want to see the uncut version of Cursed. I've heard they made massive changes to the version we got to see, which I was mean, not good. It was not good,
1: even though it has, I mean... Uh, it's Wes Craven. It's Christina Ricci. Judy, Judy, Judy Greer turning into a werewolf is a really great moment in film.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I like all the people in it.
0: Yeah, it just didn't It didn't it's, work, it's, and it's, it's uh, there is apparently a vastly different cut out there that I'd like to see. I would love to see that. Um
1: wolf jack nicholson that movie's kind of cute it's like it's like it's not going to make anybody's top 10 on anything but you can't say you dislike it like that was again okay this is just going to be clearinghouse of all these double features that Mm -hmm. i can't find a third for because i had the uh, the sexy monsters of james spader because when james spader starts wolfing out in that movie he gets exponentially more attractive (laughs) And also Ultron is a pretty sexy robot. This is see, this is why I don't wanna do the howling series, because it's gonna be these sorts of discussions and, you know, things that I don't want to reveal about myself. Sexy monsters. And Secretary's Not a Monster. That one is going to be in the uh, Weirdo Sexy Times, for J- the James Spader Weirdo Sexy Times. There's a lot of those. Features. Bad well, influence. Uh don't know. I, I've heard of that one, but I've never seen it. But the, no, the big one. It's good. The uh, sexualizing Videotape, Secretary, and Crash.
0: Oh, yeah. That's just, that's like, solid. It's act. just, that's like a type. This
1: is, this is what a lot of people think of when they think of James Spader. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Some werewolves. Some
0: uh, werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we just watch this one and you think Marvel
1: will get around to uh
0: Werewolf by werewolf, Night? Werewolf by Night. That, that was
1: where Moon Knight first appeared, was in Werewolf by Night.
0: Then hopefully. Maybe maybe we'll get a nod
1: by the end of the season. Jack, I would uh, like to see it happen. Jack Russell. That is the name of the Werewolf by Night. Yep. Jack Russell. Dear God in heaven. Are there any other big werewolf movies we're missing? It's so weird. I mean, being such I've a... been
0: intentionally avoiding the Twilight series. Yeah. They involve werewolves uh, yeah, yeah, of a yeah, fashion.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolfen, Wolfen, um, Blood and Chocolate. <laughs> I read the book for Blood and Chocolate. <laughs> Bad Moon. Bad Moon. Bad Moon, which was I based still on a novel. Seen that
0: movie. Oh, it's uh, we had it at the theater yeah. uh, when I worked at the Old huh the movie ran, including credits, 120 minutes. Yeah, an hour and 20 minutes. So 80. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is just barely hitting feature length for modern yeah. no. uh, statistics. I think it's
1: like, you have to be at least 75 minutes. Yeah,
0: because Army of Darkness came in at, I think, 76.
1: That's insane.
0: Yeah, for the original theatrical. Paris it was, so- I know it was short,
1: short. But it's it doesn't feel short. Like, it doesn't feel long. It feels like the perfect length oh, no, of the it's, movie. Because it keeps moving. Army of Darkness is so good.
0: Bad Moon does not keep moving. Oh, About, no. f- I'd say 30% of the movie is mm. the family dog, Thor, Thor, who the book is named after. Uh, the book is all from the dog's perspective.
1: Obviously. Uh, which is not really explained
0: in the movie. You just have long stretches of the dog staring at Michael Pere, who was the werewolf.
1: Yeah. Uh, Silver Bullet. Oh, shit, yeah. I've never I, seen that one all the way through either. I'm oh. very lax on my werewolves, despite being an About okay. fan.
0: Now, Silver Bullet's a fun movie, and the book it's based on is also a lot of fun. Cycle of the Werewolf, mm-hmm. Stephen King, but it's told in um, each chapter is a month. Okay. And each month uh, has a Bernie Wrightston
1: print introducing yes. it, and it's they're yes. absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Baltimore Zone, Bernie Wrightson, by the way. So few. Like, that's always, like, a tricky thing with your werewolf movies is uh the timing of the thing. Like, I appreciate it in the Benicio Del Toro Wolfman movie. They're putting in these, like, they're, they're, they're kind of subtle about it, but it's like, okay, and now, like, he, he wolfs out for the first time, and now he's in a mental hospital, and we can assume it's for a month. Because yeah. now we're here. And then he's making his way from one end of England to the other, but he has to avoid everything. And so it's like, yeah, he's walking to England, and this is going to take probably a month at that point. But in like most movies, it's like kind of a pain in the ass in terms of having multiple wolf-outs. Because yeah. it's like... Yeah. Uh, like American Werewolf in London was good about that with mm-hmm. uh, spacing them out, mm-hmm. but then you get into like the howling where it's just like yeah they just whatever they want because yeah. it's better storytelling once. We just kind of need it to happen here. Yeah, Wolf Cop, Wolf Cop's fun. Wolf
0: Cop and there's fun. Wolf Guy too.
1: Wolf Guy is not a werewolf movie. <laughs> Wasn't it? No, like I I started watching it. I mainly know from like the Joe Bob. Uh, explanation like he never actually turns into a a werewolf he is a werewolf but they didn't have the money to do anything about it so he just keeps making reference to being a werewolf but never actually (laughs) turns into one which uh, is kind of like the old uh, she wolf of london show where it's just like we're having a low budget week so we're just gonna talk about how like oh i have to get back into the basement because i'm about to you know Yeah. yeah but um yeah werewolves and now there's one in Amityville. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens with that. Yep. Oddly enough, that was kind of a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. It had such a good opening, though. It had like, yeah sepia tone, flashbacky guy being chased by a you know decent for the budget looking monster, and he shoots them. And then shitty opening credits with good music. Yeah, music th- throughout, pretty good. Yep. Yeah, I liked a very synthesizer-y, mm-hmm. like uh, Escape from New Yorkish and or uh, Assault on Precinct 13 era. I'd, I'd John leave more Carpenter. of that, yeah. Uh, and then we get these two girls that are, you know, all right. The overall problem of this movie is it, uh, the people making it aren't good storytellers. <laughs> No, they've um...
0: now Stephen King can tell a good story, mm. not necessarily great at ending them. But yeah. one of the things he's better known for is creating interesting characters. Yeah. And I think this was leaning on that idea. Yes. All of the characters are distinct. Yes. Uh, they all have despite all looks. being teenage
1: girls, yeah. right? Wow. Um,
0: they have yeah. They have different looks, different mannerisms. Um, you can tell them apart. Yes. Even if you don't know all their names. And or what we're really rooting for. Like, you know, that the one is a junkie and the one had an abusive stepfather. And yeah. like, I don't know. They, they give us backstory, but they don't give us much in the way of motivation or arc. Just yeah. here is a somewhat formed side character that we're just going to probably pick off.
1: Yes. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, a little bit, but all of that is completely accurate. The thing that was driving me nuts about this opening is, like, it cuts to ten years later, the title card, Amityville, New York, and we have two te- two of our teenage girls for, like, basically the entire scene, we thought they were breaking into this place to try to steal stuff and then were leaving, and then as it turns out, they were just trying to break out the entire time. Yeah. And yet they wouldn't actually leave. Yeah. Even though they had the window prompt open. Yeah.
0: The window is open. The one girl is already out the window saying, hand me the bag and come up. Yeah. Just hand me the bag and come up. Yeah. You should do this because then we can be out of here. Ham haul, ham haul. Takes too long. Werewolf shows up and attacks Carla, Carla who uh, was basically like. The...
1: There's something wrong here. Something's going to get us. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. hear us.
0: Good. Leave! Yeah, go now. You want to go now anyway, and also monster? Sure. Flee faster.
1: Rocket science the same. Yeah.
0: Uh, Carla, who looks like a young punk uh, Kimmy Gibbler. A little bit. Um, yeah, she gets at She got wolf got, And <laughs> the other girl, Alyssa, does manage to escape this New York building that has a very...
1: Uh, it's a hacienda yeah it's a church we find out that it's church uh but it is a uh uh, western mexican style uh architecture for this church that is very clearly being filmed in los angeles yeah but you know to the movie's credit there are bits where like uh, you'll see the pov of a car driving on a highway and like the One of the signs says Amityville, 10 miles. Yeah, and you'll see, like,
0: a New York license plate. New York
1: license plate. I appreciate it. They didn't
0: put the details in except just initial location scouting. Eh, Suspect.
1: Yeah, no. But it's, like, it's set in Amityville. It has nothing to do with any sort of Amityville lore. No. Like, they don't even say, like, why they picked Amityville. You know, the, the yeah. characters, why they ended up there. But we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah. So, But Alyssa
0: yeah. manages to escape. Uh, yeah. She stole a silver cross before she did because she recognizes silver and she knows that silver
1: can go for a lot. Yeah. Well, she, they do actually explain how she knew it was silver. She uh, apparently, like, they, it was like this, that was part of the hemming and the hawing mm-hmm. of Carla. How do you know it's silver? And Al- Alyssa said that uh, if uh, you put a magnet on it and it's not and it doesn't react, then it's pure silver. But she,
0: I guess, had done that previously. Rather oh no! Than... You see
1: her run a thing on. Oh, her. okay. She, she, she kind of like. She carries a magnet
0: with her because she's an ICP fan.
1: Ah uh, yes, okay. it's a miracle. Yeah, uh, and also if she does say that she's a thief. Mm-hmm. Well, she used to be a thief. She used to be a thief, which she again, says, which is she's stealing a thing. I know, this is why I was just like, wait, they're breaking out? What is this place? Why didn't we explain any of this before we jumped into these two characters and oh look, now one of them's dead. By the werewolf, which mm-hmm. we knew there was going to be a werewolf. We saw there was a werewolf in the ten years earlier flashback. And yeah,
0: medius Res is, uh, is better storytelling because you skip unnecessary stuff. But you do need to let us know where we came in. It's like some stuff.
1: Like, not all the stuff. Yeah. You know, we're not, like, uh, to the. I, I appreciate that we're not doing one of those one week earlier sorts right. of things. Which we have seen our fair share of those in this yeah.
0: series. But, like, basic newspaper, you know, who, what, when, where, why?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Bury that lead. So, the girls are breaking out. Uh... Lot of t- and then uh, we we go to we follow Alyssa to her biker bar. Mm-hmm. And, and we have see a very lithe girl dancing at the biker yeah, bar. Yeah,
0: that Alyssa knew. Yeah. Uh, even though the, this is a house for teenagers, we found out later. Yeah. Uh, it's a halfway home.
1: Uh, she does know the girl dancing at the bar, so that's weird. Yeah. Very uh, like repeatedly said in said that the bar is in Levittown. Uh, don't get your hopes up. They do not. Mouth kiss at any point. Um <laughs> It's boring. This yeah. movie is so boring. We establish that <laughs> Well we establish that she goes to a bar. Yeah, and then We cut to internal affairs. Yeah, like she goes to the bar, she wants to meet up with what is like kind of implied to be some sort of uh gang leader or some sort of like muckety-muck in the underworld of Levittown, but that doesn't really come to anything later. No. And then we cut to internal affairs with off, uh, Detective Robbie Kimball. This guy sucks.
0: Mm. He, um, he's being dressed down because... He's he, on suspension. Yeah. He beat, he beat a suspect in their jail cell while they were handcuffed. Because he thought that he might have information he
1: needs. It was a hunch. Yeah. And as he says,
0: most police work is hunches.
1: That is not true. That is not true. Most police work is, you know, monotonous paperwork.
0: Well, yeah. Following
1: up on, you know, annoying leads.
0: Yeah. But, like, you should have information that leads to other information, leads to, like... Or, if you don't have that... A lot of them plant the evidence yeah, or whatnot. You,
1: but like, planting the, the evidence is a lot gentler than beating the yeah. shit out of a suspect. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, 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 we're in the 20th century here. We, we shouldn't be yeah. beating people up. But you should just be framing them. Yeah. I mean, like civilized people. Oh, <laughs> uh, for, uh, for you international listeners, we're here in America. Yeah, we are here in America. We're both white guys and we both suck. <laughs> Hey, well no, we, say don't, it. So, yeah. we, we don't Yeah. Uh, but everything we're saying about police work well not everything cuz the we, we 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 side with the uh, the suspects then. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and that things. whole innocent before innocent proven until proven all. guilty. Yeah. If at all.
0: But not 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 our hero cop who no. will continue to beat um again a suspect in his cell still handcuffed which is
1: already also a little bit yeah, it, it's kind of fun watching, like, the internal affairs guy He says, it's like, okay, we're going to put you on, like, a training wheels assignment where you have to find these two runaway girls, but I got to, we, we got to know that you're not going to do anything bad again, or, you know, as bad, and it kind of, like, Robbie kind of reacts, like, um, you ever see that one sketch from SNL the last couple years where, uh, like, these uh, kids are taking a prom picture? And the dad thinks it would be hilarious to uh, have a shotgun in the picture. I haven't seen that, but so, that's funny. so he ends up shooting his dick off. It's, okay. It's terrible, and at the like towards the end of the sketch, like they're all in the hospital, and um, he's explained that you know I, I thought it would be funny because you know all the things is like, uh, then the wife the uh, the wife is complaining and so it's like they're teenagers of course they've had sex already. And uh, he's like, what, really? And both the kids are like, oh, God, yeah, like, a lot, all the time. And uh, he's like, okay, but, you know, out of respect for me, since this just happened, you, you don't do it tonight. It's like, and the teenagers are literally, literally repeatedly say, oh, yeah, no, of course not. Of course we won't, but we will. No, 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 but I'm just saying tonight, mm-hmm. no, no, I totally hear you, I totally hear you. We won't, but we will. And that's like the vibe of Detective Robbie. It's like, like, I need to know that you're not going to beat the shit out of somebody you think is guilty of something. Oh,
0: no. Of mm -hmm. course not. No. But I
1: will. I I I promise
0: you this right here on the spot. I don't even remember what I just said. Yeah. Uh, There was also to me a little bit of a vibe of any time Meadow Soprano got in trouble. Mm. The absolute little she gave a shit about what she had done. More so, you just want to boss me around and can't tell me what I can't do. Well, yes, because there are rules, because you're an officer of the law. Like, you have a very specific
1: job. Did Meadow Soprano? I never watched The Sopranos. Did she become a cop on the show? She didn't become a cop. I'm just saying, when she was getting in trouble, like, oh, we're taking Uh. the car away.
0: But I need the car, and I want the car, so you're going to give it to me anyway. Fine, we're going to give it to you anyway. It's basically like, I want to go out and beat suspects. All right, but this is your warning. You shouldn't. Okay. But anyway, here's your, got in your badge. For
1: real. Like, this guy just looks like he beats up, just drives his car around and beats up homeless people.
0: Yeah. Like. It's great. Yeah. If you ever saw a cop dash cam
1: of a bum fight, this was probably this guy. Yeah. So Robbie goes to St. Matthias and gets the low down. Does he get the lowdown? I I feel like like he's he's talking to like Sister Ruth and Father Michael for or Father Peter rather for an awful long time, but never actually gets any information on the girls he's supposed to be Uh, tracking down. All right.
0: I I was trying to take notes as to what information we got. We got character names. Mm -hmm. Um, The building was built in nineteen fourteen. Yep. By Father Uh,
1: Tomas of San Diego.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Terrible Ron Burgundy-esque pronunciation (laughs) on all sorts of stuff from Father
1: Peter. It means whale's vagina, I believe. You're right. (laughs) Wait, does that
0: factor into the plot? No, no,
1: it does not. I'm still not sure. No. Father Peter uh, is our guy from the flashback at the beginning of the film that was shooting the werewolf. He has uh, aged a little bit, and but most importantly, grown this fantastic beard. Yeah. Like, he looks majestic throughout this whole film. Yeah.
0: Full on. Um, fluffy like the homeless guy in Home Alone.
1: Yeah, but he's not old. He's not old but, like, like that, but it's it, the big it's,
0: fluff beard like that.
1: Yeah, I, I would say this guy has beards better. All right,
0: better. I'm just, I'm, as far as like, f- as full as fullness. We're not this talking is, ZZ this, Top. This, this
1: is not the beard. I'll think of a better beard comparison gotcha. than, than, yeah. than, than the shovel man in uh, Home Alone. But most important, more importantly, Sister Ruth is played by Tuesday Night
0: mm-hmm. of
1: Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, the Dream Master fame. She, was, uh, she played Kirsten Parker. She was the replacement for Patricia Arquette, who did not feel like coming back for Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. Yeah. Which was a bummer. Yeah. Well, Tuesday night is great. Tuesday night, not only does she play Kristen Parker, she plays. She sings the song at the beginning of the film, running from that nightmare, mm-hmm. which has some of the best nonsensical lyrics you'll ever hear. Nice outside feel, of the Popeye musical. You're gone. Feels like a heart attack on a one way street. What does that mean? Uh, was it the same
0: songwriter as the theme song from Perfect Strangers?
1: Dude, shut your mouth. Every single line of uh, "On the Wings of My Dreams" is just magic perfect poetry i'm not disagreeing but i'm not saying i understand it well then there you got to look inside of yourself sir because if you don't understand what that song means i feel like something's broken in you accurate yeah 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 that's right but she's in here she's uh, aging pretty well she's bringing a lot of Like she's manic, but a weird type of manic energy Mm -hmm. throughout this whole movie. Like, I. You find out what her story is later, but even when you find it out, it still doesn't exactly match what is going wrong with. Or why she's this high-strung. I mean, granted, I'm probably not factoring in enough of the nun part of it. Yeah. But, Jesus. But
0: even, like, as an air quote nun, um, based on the nuttiness oh. of her, mm-hmm. uh, like it's a bad hat.
1: It's a bad habit, Harry. It's uh, bad like yeah, path. she just her habit is not all right throughout yeah, no. the whole thing. Like we're seeing way too much hair. Okay, the father it, Peter has a Jeremiah Johnson esque beard. Okay, that's yes. what we want. Yeah. We're talking yeah. like right. long flowing hair in the back, long, just lustrous. Hair coming out of his face. Just, yeah. He's really. He almost made me go Thornbirds watching this movie.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And I think um, as far as nun outfit, it was more like, oh, hello,
1: fellow nuns. Let's hang out. That shit. Yeah. 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 That, 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 there was part of that. But so, uh, Father Peter, Sister Ruth, and Father, new guy, Father Michael, are in charge of 10 obnoxious teenage girls.
0: Ish. Yeah, about ten.
1: Uh, yeah, there were just too many.
0: Yeah, we have time um time. so I noted down um oh, no. Casey is the ex-junkie uh, ex-prostitute yeah who reminded me a little bit of Britney Murphy's character in Drop Dead Gorgeous except not completely all the way there yet. Okay. Um we had Nikki who was the goth girl. Yeah. Iris, who had dyed yellow hair. Yeah. Mandy, who looked
1: kind of like Karen Gillan. Oh, like, the uh, heavier set Karen Gillan. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer was the sassy redneck. Jennifer. Who looked a lot like one of the moms of the Amityville Scarecrow from a week or so ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, oddly enough. Uh,
0: uh, and then there was Candy, the black friend. Mm-hmm. And then... There were two that I do not think got named.
1: Yeah, there's the the blonde girl in the see-through top. Right. And uh, there was one. There was another one in there somewhere. This is, of course, uh, excluding uh, Carla and Alyssa from the beginning. Right. And yeah. oh oh you're thinking of Trina Matthews the the character that they they name but name is but has not already see. been killed yep, yep, before there we movie. go yeah okay and also and uh, they also have to deal with uh Sister Francis who is an invalid and needs food taken to her you know periodically throughout the mm-hmm. film and is almost certainly not the werewolf No um so Robbie shows up he gets the lowdown from Sister Ruth and Father Pete and really looks like he could not give a fuck. Like the actor, I don't think the actor is this good that he is like actively doing anything. I think he just kind of just idles at could give a shit. Yeah. So uh, they
0: they waste his time. He wastes their time. all of them waste our time. A lot
1: of accents going on in these early scenes with the church people.
0: Yeah. Like all
1: of the girls, like, in addition to, like, the one girl who is, like, it appears to be her whole character is that she has a southern accent. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, Nikki the Goth girl has this really over the top New York accent. Mm-hmm. And Mandy has it sometimes. Sometimes. It's like the movie didn't so much have a dialogue coach as, like, a dialogue debate team. Yeah. It's just like, well, are we doing this? Are we not? Guys, are we not doing phrasing anymore? You've got to tell me these things. That's one of the... God, I love the Archer television show and I love doing voices. But, like... The simultaneous thing I love and I hate about H. John Benjamin is nobody can do his voice.
0: Nobody can do his voice, but he doesn't do a lot
1: of other voices. No, he doesn't, but I will give him credit. Like I I watched a lot of uh, Archer and Bob's Burgers kind of uh, close to each other. Mm -hmm. He is doing a different vibe for Bob. Oh, like, absolutely. It really isn't just him doing Archer. No,
0: he has no vocal performance. It's just his voice is so distinct that oh, even when he God. plays like the random kids or other characters or yes. Bob's Burgers, you can hear that it's him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Jim Henson did
1: a lot of different voices for Muppets. Oh. Yeah. You can always tell which one's Jim. Of course. Yeah. It's just annoying because I really want to do a good a good Archer because there's just so many... Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. With the curry. Swear to God, it smells like Indira Gandhi's thong. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the first episode. That line still kills me. But anyway, mm. back to the movie we don't want to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, um, Robbie? Just to cover like little notes from, yeah, while Robbie's there, uh, the one girl, Mandy. Um, sneaks off and finds some smokes near the window where mm-hmm. they tried to
1: break out. Find some smokes. She has them hidden in a Bible a la Andy Dufresne. Yeah. It's like she's <laughs> cut the whole thing out, uh, like a whole section out to hide smokes. Yeah. By the one window that is never locked, even though there are these uh, really draconian lockdown measures that are... Kind of a plot point, but kinda not yeah. we regularly hear the lockdown happens and it the
0: place doesn't open up until six AM and there are alarms that go off, like the purge is about to start. Indeed. Uh you don't hear doors like slamming down or shut, but no. it kinda feels like that's supposed to be happening. Except this window is completely left open in okay. the very overcrowded basement that is absolutely not a Shriner's Hall. Yeah,
1: it's definitely an American Legion and or the VA. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of any
0: church-run halfway houses that have that much taxidermy
1: or a trophy shelf. There are so many dead birds in this basement. It's Mm -hmm. absurd. And And, it kind of reminds... Like, honestly, I don't think it was the same place, but it kind of looked like the basement situation from amityville harvest mm-hmm. the vampire one uh or i'm sorry the vampire one that's not named amityville vampire right yes um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like this like i could like i would i would almost swear that they were filled these were both filmed in the same location because we get a lot of weird generic hallways that look a lot that reminded me a lot of that other movie mm-hmm. but they're also generic hallways so, yeah, so. Uh, i don't
0: but yeah, very Legion Hall kind of, uh-huh. like, decor. And again, a trophy show. Like, trophy, trophy case. Trophy
1: case. I mean, Catholic like,
0: schools win trophies. But this isn't even a Catholic school. This is a halfway house. No. Yeah, you're and right. I don't know that they've made any mention of, like, the halfway house softball team. The or... intramural
1: halfway house softball league is serious. It's competitive.
0: I'm going to have to take the movie's word <laughs> on that.
1: So Robbie drives off and goes immediately to the biker bar that the is the penny our, whistle, the penny whistle, which is our only lead. And then it's a weird thing where, like, he's calling the uh, the internal affairs guy to give him the update in on the
0: case he's on to the guy who's investigating him for.
1: Yeah, yeah they don't know police. how they don't know how police departments work, but like the. The internal affairs guy is saying, it's like, you caught me right as I was getting into a shower, but it's unclear if it was like the morning shower or an evening shower. Or just midday shower, he decided to hop home and hose off. Yeah. The, the only reason is the, that I care is that Robbie appears to be waiting outside of this biker bar for an inordinate amount of time. Like, it's <laughs> light when he calls, and then it's dark when he goes in.
0: Right. Like, is, is he trying to catch the bikers first
1: thing in the morning when they're fresh? Yeah. Or... Bikers get up early. You don't yeah. know. This is one of the things I learned from Sons of Anarchy. Ah. You know, the the early bird sells the illegal firearms. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he's
0: warned before he goes in there. Uh, you know how you are... Yeah. You know how you are with... Uh, uh, I'm trying to, It's you and aggressive people. Um basically the internal affairs guy is telling him now remember you don't well work well when provoked you an officer of the law who is already on warning for beating a
1: handcuffed suspect He's on suspension why would they do this why would I, I mean that these are the same questions we ask our society in america mm-hmm. why are we letting the cops do these things yeah but i mean he
0: does do his best he goes in there and immediate, almost immediately, after a quick conversation with, um, that Alyssa has with one of the bikers about... Ooh boy. I didn't go to the cops. I didn't tell the cops anything. Well, why is that cop here? Ironically, for her. Yeah. <laughs> but not, not her fault. Right. right. She doesn't know anything about the guy, but he stands up and says, yeah, I'm a cop. I'm taking her in. You got a problem with that. And immediately shoves the biker, starts a brawl, yeah. beats the shit out of a bunch of them.
1: And then pulls his gun and say, the next person who makes a move gets shot in the face. Uh-huh. He's like the Wayne Grow of the police department. Like the uh, the Wayne Grow is in the uh, the dirtbag uh, addition to the Heat heist team from Heat. Where he's like, I had to get it on, man. Where it's just like, no, no, you didn't. Nah, nah, nah. Uncalled for. Yeah, inappropriate. You're just a jerk that likes hurting people. Yeah. But luckily we're putting him on a case where he's specifically going to interact with teenage girls. What the hell? What is going on with this movie? And then, uh, oh, and like, of course, we jumped over a solid 20 minutes of this group session.
0: Oh, God, that
1: was long, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, they go, basically go around the group and let us know why a lot of them are in there. And one by one, folks peel off from the group, like uh, Mandy went to get the cigarettes. Yeah. Uh, Nikki um, says that she slit the throat of her stepdad, and her mom blames her for it, and then she gets up to go to the bathroom or something. Uh, water to the basement.
1: And... Oh yeah, yeah, that's where she gets kids. She gets wolf god. This was pretty good. So she goes down to the basement, and the wolf is upon her, and uh, the wolf does like a big broad slash across the face, and then it cuts to uh, Nikki's POV, and her vision. You can see, you can sort of see. But it's obscured as if a mask is coming loose on mm-hmm. your face, and it's because her face has been severed yeah. from her. And then it cuts
0: back, and she is literally trying to hold her face on. as blood's just pouring out, and for the budget, very it was very, very effective.
1: effective. I, I thought it was a good gag. It was, yeah. it was very unnerving to watch. It was uh, very welcome. It was just the, you know the, the the one of the biggest problems of the movie is that it doesn't spread the murders like we have it doesn't spread the murders out well like we have a slasher's worth of victims mm-hmm. and we do we only get like two for the first 40 minutes and then we get 10 in the last 15 minutes yeah it's ridiculous and also with the uh, all of these girls are dressed as if their uh afternoon gig is also stripping and uh, I was reminded of uh, the the old Bush song, uh, "Everything's in." There's no sex in your violence. There could be a lot more sexiness in this movie. There are teenager girls so, though, so. I mean, yeah, but it's but, it's the standard twenty five to thirty year olds playing teenagers. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that I'm a pervert. As much as I don't like an American Werewolf in Paris, I really did love that mouth song. Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, overall, I think it had a pretty good soundtrack. It had a pretty good soundtrack, which was the reason they
0: made the movie. <laughs> that's a that's it's a giant good. chunk of it. Yeah. It's
1: not a good movie, dude. Anyway, we're not we're not, <laughs> getting,
0: into yeah. it. We're so not getting into that. Yeah. So, Iris also winds up uh, wandering around, and well, uh,
1: she yeah she wanders around, but then she comes back.
0: She finds a place. Yeah, she finds like a broken plate, some blood. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she finds uh, a torn shirt
1: and then she gets tacked. Iris gets I, killed uh, pretty much right no, away. No, she gets... she. No, there's some more business because... Okay, so you have the group session which is them really trying to do the Nightmare on Elm Street 3 group session. Um, and uh, then we get Robbie picking up Alyssa at the bar followed by, oh, we've already... we, we uh, We're jumping around too much. Uh, we we get like the ten minutes of Alyssa trying to convince Robbie that there's a werewolf in the halfway house, mm-hmm. which she does a very poor job of convincing him of an absurd idea, and then he just goes with it anyway, even though he's the most give a shit guy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. So then it cuts Bad. back to then it cuts back to the halfway house, and we have a lot of dinner business, and Iris gets sent or. Uh, Man uh yeah, Mandy gets assigned for taking Sister Frances her food, but then Iris really likes doing it, and so Man uh, so uh Mandy pawns it off on her, and that's when Iris finds the shirt and gets Wolfgot. Gotcha. But so, I yeah. hate how much of this movie I am retaining. It'll fade away after we're done. Oh, absolutely. It'll fade away after.
0: Yeah, but most of the werewolf stuff for the longest duration of the movie is in this same room in the basement. Yeah.
1: Um, Then we get a
0: flashback, basically previously on this movie. We get Mm -hmm. all sorts of recaps uh, in case you weren't paying attention or didn't realize that they had set up things that they were very clever to set up. They were not. Uh, we get a, we were told that the missing girls, Iris, uh, Nikki and
1: somebody else. Carla or Trina? Maybe. No.
0: Um, but they went to the store with Father
1: Peter. Oh, right. No, yeah, that's what Sister Ruth says. Um, and, this and, is and that's, at, that's, is that's the kind of line that you never have to follow back up on. Yeah. And this is after like Sister Frances has like told Sister Ruth that it's not working anymore. Yeah. Like the hunger is upon her. Dumb the luck. Dumb the luck. Uh, oddly enough on the full moon. The Amityville Full Moon. Yeah.
0: yeah. Amityville, New York, as betrayed by the California tourism poster on the one door.
1: I was I was proud of spotting that. Yeah. But yeah. The, so Robbie and Alyssa arrive back at St. Matthias. <laughs> And Robbie starts loading up the uh, the revolver that Alyssa had gotten from the biker bar with silver bullets. At which point he, like, expressly says, "Is like, no, I don't believe in this shit. But, mm-hmm. you know. I don't believe in fairy tales
0: or folklore or zombies. monsters or zombies or werewolves or the Constitution or <laughs> the Miranda <laughs> rights or habeas corpus. The Fourth <laughs> Amendment.
1: Yeah. But... Why not? I'm, I'm gonna take ai w I'm gonna take a bullet, a gun full of silver bullets just cause. He's a bad cop. This is a bad movie. This is also true. It was very well shot though. Like it was It was we, competently we, shot. We, we we kept getting lulled into the fact that it was watchable. Mm-hmm. Like you could actually see what was going on. Scenes were lit properly for the environment. It was in focus. Um these are things that
0: are luxuries to us yeah. now. There were some creative camera angles that worked, some that did not. Yeah. But, like, they were. The crew was definitely doing their jobs.
1: Yes, they were. And it's good on them. But the whole, the uh, quote unquote narrative kind of gets very jumbled at this point when um, Mandy is wandering around looking for evidence of something, and then she uh, goes into. Sister Frances' room. And then Sister Frances, wouldn't you know it, turns into a werewolf. Mm -hmm. And as she's turning into the werewolf, doing
0: some variation of the Little Red Riding Hood, oh, what strong arms you have. Because it's a werewolf thing, and Little Red Riding Hood is a fresh take on it. I'm not sure if when they said, we're going to do this Little Red Riding Hood gag because she's got red hair... If the crew said, well, I mean, the kind of got because it's been done so much. Yeah. Or if they all were like, oh, my God, that's clever because we've never heard of the company of wolves or anything else
1: there was that's a... come since it. There is a cute interview I saw with Mike Nichols, the director of Wolf with mm-hmm. uh, Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. And he said that he really tried to get Michelle Pfeiffer to wear a red hooded sweater at one point during the movie, but she just flat out refused. She's like, No, this is that would be stupid. Uh-huh. And she's right. She was right. Like, it's it was very cute. I'm
0: like, love Michelle Pfeiffer, Grease Do Forever. Normally, I wouldn't trust Mike Nichols' storytelling instincts, I mean, but also, I, no, it is hokey. be done with that. It be is hokey done inside. with that. It's in the company. Yeah, the company of wolves
1: covered it. It is done. And if it wasn't the Amanda Seyfried Little Red Riding Hood movie, now uh, finished it. Fair
0: Which, enough. I think
1: that's another werewolf movie. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Oh, we had thought of some more while we were watching this.
1: In the Company of Woods is fascinating. Yeah,
0: it's uh, Neil Jordan, Angela Lansbury, Terence Stamp. Yeah, uh, David Warner's in there.
1: Yep, and of course Stephen Ray because Neil Jordan. Of course. Uh, so. But yeah, very weird folklory takes on werewolf stories. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like a. It's it's basically just an anthology film disguised as like a fantasy film. Yeah, but very good. Very yeah, very good. Weird. And
0: one of the bloodier projects that Angela Lansbury's been involved in.
1: I mean. Nothing will be bloodier than bed knobs and broomstick, but the, you know this is pretty close. Yeah.
0: Sweetie Todd. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There's that. You know, supposedly she was she like, she was like Tim Burton tried to get her for the 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 movie, but really? there was like, it was more like she was sick or there was some sort of scheduling conflict, but it was not one of those. You know, oh, of course we're going Helena Bottom Carter is like no wanted to do Angela Lansbury because well Angela Angela Lansbury yeah
0: if anyone owns the role it's like you know
1: not getting Carl Anderson for Jesus Christ superstar if you can get him you get him yeah that said H B C was really good in that movie which I don't know if I like that movie do you like that
0: movie Um, I like the show so I like that there is a version of the show that's more cinematic but
1: could have been better with a guy that actually knew how to sing. That would have helped. Like, don't get me wrong, Johnny Depp can carry a tune. Yeah. Like, he doesn't but sound Sondheim bad. But Sondheim is
0: pretty he's damn not,
1: challenging. He exactly. Exactly. He's, he's not, like, a singer by trade, let alone a, mm-hmm. a stage singer. Honestly, I think Neil Patrick Harris would have been better. Yeah, probably.
0: He's got the range, he's got the pipes, and I think he could have pulled off the menace. Oh. Well,
1: I uh, think he could have I don't know if he could do The Menace I mean there's hey. always Michael Cerberus hmm? Michael Cerberus The Observer oh. from Fringe he, he had a big uh, revival uh, with uh, Sweeney Todd oh nice that's kind of I, I believe that was one of like the bigger things that he did prior to Fame and Fortune as The Observer on Fringe gotcha <laughs> uh, just I know that
0: uh, you Neil know, Patrick Harris can do Sondheim from his run, his version of Company
1: hmm Actually, it's weird. Quite good. I, it, it's so weird, like, because I've been obsessed with that one episode of documentary now, and so I've been going through all these different versions of being alive. And I finally found one that I actually, like, I, mean, I have not seen Company, so preface right. that. But, like, the one that I have settled on is that Raul, Raul Esparza mm. version from, like, 2008, 2007. That was really good. That, that's the number one for me. Neil Patrick Harris is not bad. Mm. But this one is just better. I mean, I like Neil. Uh, yeah. we, we love Neil Patrick Harris. This is not a good <laughs> thing. It's
0: and just... and there could be. I
1: don't know menace though. Yeah. He's very skinny. And not crazy looking, Johnny. I Doug don't think he would have
0: been like imposing, but I think he would have been. I'm picturing I'm picturing him more from his take on a series of unfortunate
1: events. It's Olaf. I haven't seen that. Either. Gotcha. I, I can, see, I can see him playing a villain. Fair uh, enough. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. So, as per normal, you've been listening to... Uh, well, i on, Thoughts on Sondheim shows with Pat and Tom. Uh, so, the werewolf is out, and the werewolf has... Like, okay, so this kind of bothered me. So, the werewolf... We're, we're in the grand we null climax of the film. The werewolf is destroying everything. And there appear to be pretty good special effects... And they go out of their way to not show them. Like, don't get me wrong. The werewolf transformation sequence is obscured with a lot of darkness. But that one's going to be tricky. I think they, uh, as a connoisseur of werewolf transformation sequences, for what they were working with, I thought they did a pretty good job. I think far worse
0: with far better budgets.
1: Yes. Like, uh, we we had a lot of good, all practical effects, and uh, the actor playing... uh, sister francis was really was into it and was selling it well mm-hmm. and then the 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 final form, uh, the full costume of the werewolf i think looks pretty good like it doesn't look as, as like a furry costume or you know like a disney park kit right it doesn't it. look
0: pure guy in a suit
1: yeah no like the mouth moves a bit the head can move around mm-hmm. you know, the, the the person playing the werewolf in the suit is giving a performance, which yeah. was good. But then you get stuff like Mandy's arm is ripped off. And we don't know you that you until we it. kind of sort of see it. Yeah. And you never get like a good. I'm not saying you need to do like a full close up of it, but like show the silhouette. That shows that she doesn't have yeah, an arm. let us know what happened. Yeah, it's like, of course, yeah. we can't do close-ups because they're not going to hold yeah. up to close-ups. Yeah.
0: But, like, something offhand, even just like, oh, my God, my arm! And then crunch, or yeah. a werewolf holding the arm, and you Yeah, there are ways to Something to, do it, to but... tell us what has happened in your scene. Yes, exactly. Like, I know that what you don't see can often be scarier, Mm-hmm. But you have to know what's happening for you to, to be yeah. able to imagine what is happening off camera. Agreed. Yeah.
1: And then everybody just gets got, like, in five minutes. Yeah, they just kind of clean house. It's ridiculous. Like, we knew there were. wasn't going to be a payoff to, you know, the 30 minutes of backstory on every character. Mm-hmm. But holy Which shit, Which is doubled guys. up by a poker scene that we skipped over. It's mainly important. because
0: it was just doubled up the whole thing. The only yeah.
1: thing interesting about that scene is Casey eating her popcorn kind of like in old cartoons where like characters would eat corn, like corn on the cob like a typewriter It's yeah. just like little like but each individual piece of popcorn. Picking up a single one and just
0: chomp 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 like taking 10 bites out of a single kernel of popcorn and then having the next one but like chittering at it. Like uh, the one
1: Cenobite. Yeah. yeah, chatterer, chatterer, well, yeah, go. yeah, good name. Maybe that's why she was so skinny. Maybe this was like a way to not eat as much, because she was very skinny. She was
0: very skinny, but she also did very explicitly say oh. she was a junkie. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, um, But she's dead now, and so who cares? Yeah, uh,
0: oh,
1: she got bad. yeah. She had one of the better ones where like uh, she's standing by the door. Uh, by a door and then the wolf arm just blasts through the door and grabs her by the neck mm-hmm. it was like a fun little like oh shit yep and then uh, she died. Uh
0: Jennifer just kind of gets pounced on uh, one of the ones I never caught the name for was hiding under a bed gets dragged out from under the bed yeah uh, then father Peter
1: how, how does she get
0: like she was with Candy Candy Hid In the same room. She was with Candy in the same room. We see her get pulled out from under the bed. We never see where Candy was hiding or what was going on with that. We were left to just assume that Candy was dead uh, in that scenario.
1: And then it turns out she's the O.J. Simpson of the movie. In Towering Inferno, O.J. Simpson kind of runs off to do a thing. And then he just miraculously pops up later. And then when candy. you say that the AJ Simpson... Oh, oh no. Candy is definitely implied to have murdered her boyfriend later.
0: <laughs> I really need to take better notes. <laughs> um,
1: but, yeah. Okay, so Towering Inferno. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Towering Inferno. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, th- th- this is my version of uh, the Donald Trump N-word joke. Oh. Have you heard about this no. th- this thing? He does Do this. I really? th- no, he does this thing in these interviews now where it's like, and they keep using the N-word. And then he pauses for an inordinate amount of time. Nuclear. And it's like, you're a piece of shit for a myriad of reasons, but g- good on you for try- like going out and finding one more way to be obnoxious. Yeah. But yeah, that, 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 yeah.
0: Uh, Anyway. So, Father Peter uh, confronts Officer, air quote.
1: Detective. Detective.
0: Detective Detective Robbie Kimball. Um, And beats him absolutely mercilessly with a fire extinguisher uh, and a trick he learned from watching Dude, Where's My Car? um, Grabs, Yeah. Fire extinguisher bangs him on the back of the head, knocks him down, and just keeps
1: swinging away. It's as if he's reenacting 2001 when the ape, discuss- where the with ape, the the ape discovered... they the they discover tools. Uh, yeah, it yeah. is. And it's not like with a fire extinguisher. Uh-huh. And somehow Robbie is still cognizant. Like,
0: if, this was, if he was really swinging at a person with this kind of force, even as you put it out, with a rubber fire extinguisher... Yeah. The amount of times he beat him and how, how hard he was swinging. He would just be, be dead. He would be pulped. Just
1: be, it would just it would be, be goo.
0: Yeah. Where his head was. Instead, he's just a little dizzy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but still manages to squeeze off a shot. And then he dies.
1: Does yeah. he get shot? Does Father Peter shoot him? I don't think so. I, I think he think just so kind of he, he succumbs dies. to his yeah. injuries. Um, and then Alyssa shows up Alyssa our final girl who's been in this movie for all of 10 minutes
0: mm-hmm. um, actually she, you know she's, she's our of, lead character that we basically avoid
1: most of the movie for real it, it's almost like kind of like uh, the original Halloween 2 where like Laurie Strode is nominally our main character but she's only in like the beginning of the movie and the very end of the movie yep yeah. but and that's weird that's the weird thing about Halloween Two, because like she is the main character, but she's not in the movie and nobody else steps up. Yeah. Like even uh, It's just a bunch of people Lovis. in the way of Michael getting to her. Yeah. Like even Loomis running around doing some detective work still he doesn't really take the reins of the film away from Laurie who's in a medically induced coma for half of the movie. Yeah. Halloween two is weird. It is. Still pretty good.
0: Oh, I enjoy it. I think it was basically pulled from the fire f- by Carpenter from Rosenthal. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because Rosenthal did Halloween 8, which is one of the worst things I've ever seen.
1: And I like Buster Rhymes. Or excuse me, I like Busta Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Gotta say his name right. Mm. Alright, so Alyssa finds a photo.
0: That has something to do with something and I couldn't tell what it was.
1: It was... We kept seeing this photo every so often. It's a photo of Sister Ruth, Sister Frances, and Father Peter... But before they took the vows. Gotcha. They, it's them, it's they all them. know each other. This is it, Patrick. <laughs> this is the secret that they've
0: been hiding. Can, that they were friends. That they have a history together. These people who started this halfway house ten years ago have known each other at least ten years.
1: My God.
0: And they have plain clothes sometimes. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, so she finds Officer Rob dead, and she reaches down the back of his <laughs> pants to grab the gun. She digs into them pants. Which luckily, uh, this movie does not follow medical accuracy of what it happens
1: have, to many people. Would it have happened that quickly?
0: Uh, I don't know. Mm, Sometimes fair. it's a it's a seizure of the muscles. Sometimes it's just a relaxation. I don't yeah.
1: know. I'm not. I. We did I'm not, have, not a medical accurate we did person. not have it in the budget That's to the technical fill, term. we did not have it in the budget to fill Detective Robbie's pants with poopy
0: Yeah. and it would have made the gun look a little
1: less heroic it was like this pearl handled thing and it would have been bad if we are like wiping diarrhea off of it
0: but it would have been hilarious
1: it would have been hilarious and unexpected I'm it's not like even
0: that, would, that big on poop jokes most of the time no, but that would no, have been that awesome that would have
1: been funny it's kind of like the moment in Phantasm where after like the first guy gets like the uh, the silver sphere to the head and he's on the ground and you're like wow all that pool of blood and then like as a bonus and here is the urine mm-hmm. cause Phantasm Coscarelli yeah, he yeah. knows how to make a movie and he had probably less money than this movie probably well <laughs> he was getting a lot of money from mom and dad I'll go with Iffy. I'll go that with Iffy. sounds Ify. good um so then she wanders, uh, wa- she wanders down a hallway and finds Father Peter dying, and we get the plot of the film. Finally, ten minutes to go. Uh, as it turns out, Father Peter is not actually a priest. Shock upon shocks. Which you gotta believe? Like, how did this not? I'm think? Obviously, we're thinking about this more than anybody ever should. We're
0: considering that the police department would have any sort of follow up on beating a suspect in Mm -hmm. custody. So to think that the, you know, the, I guess, Catholic Church they were playing,
1: whichever whichever denomination denomination
0: it was, might have seen this halfway house and investigated are you actually part of the church and are you a priest? Yeah. Huh. Well, we don't have you on record. Let's look into this. Also, The criminal justice system that is sending teenagers to this halfway house to reintegrate them into society would maybe also want to ask one or two questions before they start handing over teenagers.
1: And Father Michael is not in on the thing, and so it's like he must have been assigned there through normal channels, so it has to be an official thing. But anyway. Turns out, ten years prior, Father Peter and Sister Frances were husband and wife on their honeymoon going to Brazil uh, for their honeymoon and also to visit Sister Ruth, who is an actual nun. Mm-hmm. And Maybe she's down. the one to fudge the paperwork. She probably fudged the paperwork and was there in Brazil on a mission. And wouldn't you know it, a werewolf bit Sister Frances... Or Ms. Ms. Francis. Ms. Francis. Mrs. Mrs. Francis. Mrs. Francis. On her honey. Moon. Hey. Kill yourself. Um, <laughs> I love you. So, uh, He she got bit. She starts turning into a werewolf. And uh, they keep, they bring her back to the United States in hopes of, you know, figuring out a cure. And their plan to keep her satiated is to feed her teenagers. And you, there's a moment in his monologue where he's like, you know, when I say this out loud, all of this is terrible, and it's like, uh huh, yeah. It's like Just, you have to understand. We only we tried to only pick people that would know that no society wouldn't have cared about. He says to somebody that society doesn't care about. Yeah, and as somebody who spent ten years pretending to be a priest,
0: the fuck, dude. This is. I don't know if he ever picked up that book he was carrying around. No. There are lots of things in it that say the
1: opposite. Yes. Uh, Alyssa, to her credit, shoots him directly in the head. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, he is on the ground not doing anything. He's just bleeding to death at this point. But she correctly just kills him right then and there. Because, oh, my God. Yeah. Then the werewolf attacks. Well, first the werewolf attacks Sister Ruth. Oh, yeah. We, we get the last little bit of Tuesday night bringing again this weird whacked out energy that is like it could be just being high strung but it's not the exact thing like it's not the exact right flavor of of, of, of like anxious going out of her mind mm-hmm. but it's weird it is, yeah. it, it, it's very interesting and it was just nice to see it was nice to see Tuesday night this makes uh what two. Nightmare on Elm Street alums that we've seen in these films so far. We had Mark Patton yeah. in uh, the Toy Box movie. Mm-hmm. Did we have any other people? Oh, wait. No, no. Three. Because Robert Russler was in the art co-op one. And he was also in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 with Mark Patton. Right. He, he was the uh, asshole boyfriend with the switchblade. Right. I missed that co-op one was good. Yeah, yeah many, like you got to think back to like the the ones with the real movie with the the real movies, because I don't think there was anybody in like two or three. No. That later went on. Yeah, because to... Lori Lockland no, Meg Ryan no, no.
0: Burt Young no, Dan Frankland. Uh, what was four? Uh, <laughs> Cloe Grace Marz no.
1: Oh yeah, Ryan Ra- the Ryan Reynolds one, Philip Baker Hall. Um, no. Eh Anyway. We can look into it later. Yeah, we can look into it later. But it was nice. Tuesday night. Very happy to see you in another movie. I I, I, I know you've made other movies, but... You know. Yeah, but
0: one that we weren't expecting to see you
1: in. Exactly. Correct. Continue. And so then the werewolf makes short work of her. Uh-huh. And then the werewolf starts charging Alyssa. And Alyssa, to her credit, shoots the werewolf in multiple places, including the head. And then we see, you know, the normal... Francis has turned back into a human because, you know, werewolves. Yep. So
0: they go out. She goes outside, sits down to collect her thoughts. Candy shows up still alive, says she's going to go back inside to call the police. She just came outside to not do that already. Uh, But the landline has apparently been destroyed. There's, I guess we find out at this point, only one phone in the building. But she uh, took the cop's phone. We did phone. see the
1: phone being, we did see the phone line wrecked. Like, there is a bit in the office Yeah. Where you see the phone line um but, uh,
0: but yeah, she says she took the cop's phone so you can just call them from out here. Then she starts to sob and break down and cry while Candy calls the police. I guess they'll get their story straight when yeah. they're on the way, but... But Candy's yeah. all,
1: also crying at this uh, point. Candy's we also crying. We don't even but know they if say, they've made, the, made it through the
0: call... Yeah, but Candy mm-hmm. does say that it should be
1: okay her dad's a lawyer. Which makes you wonder why she was in the house in the first place? I think she's like the and Meyer of the movie. Remember in uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, mm-hmm. Breckenmeyer is like the son of a rich person. but like the So it was like the to... camp
0: version of going to
1: jail instead? Yeah, it's like we're going to put you in the shithole uh, and maybe then you'll learn. Gotcha.
0: It's like You got in trouble. We're not sending you to military school. We're going to send you to a halfway house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think it might be. Who knows? Who knows? We did not really get much in the way of
1: backstory there. No, we did not. She might have been an employee of the place. God, it almost felt that way. Yeah. Like, she was just kind of there. But she lived. She lived and Alyssa lived. Yeah. And neither appeared to be bitten or scratched. Like, they didn't even... Like, that's how, like, not experienced the people that made this movie are. They didn't even do like a little like possible teaser like, oh maybe somebody else will be a werewolf now. Because yeah. that is literally how every werewolf movie ends.
0: Yeah. Maybe they just didn't feel like doing that. But they did do the little Red Riding Hood thing,
1: so no, I shouldn't give it that much credit. Yeah, no. Yeah. This was like if if they had spread the murders out more, this could have been a halfway decent movie. Mm-hmm. Like But yeah. it's just it, it, for all of the production ended. that went into it yeah. uh, and again for the budget you know, it looks pretty good it looks is pretty, is good, good, but pretty good looking movie. just didn't add up to anything no no it did not and I am an easy sell if you have a werewolf in your movie let alone a girl werewolf mm-hmm. and yeah no uh, low resale value for me yeah although that face ripping scene that was something oh yeah it's got moments cool. that was good yeah yeah and they killed the cop. I was very happy. That I was very happy
0: him. about that because he was oh a God, terrible, terrible, terrible
1: cop. Can you imagine if he had lived through this movie? Like that just would have been a bummer. Yeah, it's like you're not you can't be that much of a shithead in a horror movie and
0: live. Yeah, this isn't like sympathetic cop character. This isn't no. you know, kind of rough around the edges,
1: but does the right thing in the end. He's just a shitty cop. Yeah, no, he's terrible. He should not be in that position yeah. of authority over anyone.
0: Yeah, the only purpose he really serves is to be able to provide a gun for the finale. Yeah, not even the gun. Yeah, just like, a gun. A gun.
1: And also to bring the main character back to the film.
0: Right. She but had
1: gotten away. She was out.
0: She was out. She gets brought back. Coincidentally, the day that this... Werewolf that's been locked up for 10 years absolutely goes on a batshit tear. Like, I understand why do you join the story at this moment? Oh, it's because this is when everything happens. But the level of all of it happens in
1: one day. Contrivance. Yeah. It's much. It's a bit much.
0: You're allowed one major coincidence. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was boring.
0: Yep. But we've got a brand new one to watch next week, so Hi. and we are coming close to the end of ones that are currently out. Uh, yeah. But have no fear, we have ideas as to how to f- how to fill the gaps for fill. a fill little while. How to embrace life again? Yeah, we're gonna see what the sun looks like these days.
1: Um, well, what is next week? We are on. Okay, we're on Amityville Cop next week. Ah. Dear Lord. Oh, also Amityville Moon. We rented it off of the YouTube. If Mm -hmm. for some reason you weren't listening to anything we said and actually want to watch this movie. Yep. It's there. You can rent it there. Oh, man. Amityville Cop. That's going to be just hilarious. I hope
0: that they do as much stuff as they do with Maniac
1: Cop that Uh, it implies. uh. Yeah, the cover art really is going for the maniac it's, cop. It
0: seems like that's what they're going for. Uh, yeah.
1: Or we could just watch Maniac Cop. We can watch all three of those. Never seen the third one. Bad, it's the weakest of, of the three.
0: Silence. It is. I mean, it's definitely the weakest of the three.
1: Is it the same? Is it Bill Lustig? Did it's still Lustig
0: and Cohen, but I think partway through Lustig bowed out for reasons. Um, he was. I know that he was not getting along with the studio on it. Um, Mm -hmm. He did not complete the film, or at least didn't finish shooting. He might have come back in and ending. I don't know, but
1: and they got Richard Lester to come in and finish the movie. Probably, (laughs) (laughs) but I will say, like even being the weakest maniac cop movie, it's still fantastic. Sure, sure. I mean, hey, any movie with Robert Zadar. you know, like even The Soul Taker is kind of watchable. I, it's not watchable. There is a it difference sucks, between any
0: movie with Robert Zadar being fun for our reasons, yeah. but legitimately good. That's fair. These that's are fair. like, yeah. It, I'm not saying the Maniac Cop movies are great and uh, we're watching all the Amityvilles kind of way. I'm yeah. saying they will never get the recognition they deserve because they have a title, Maniac
1: Cop. Dude, hey, the first one, that has a really, that, well, you already said it, Larry Cohen. Doing the script for that first yeah. one. That just makes that movie. Larry Cohen movies were always good. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether he's directing him or just writing them. He's just, they're always interesting. But, you know, that's not what you listen, You came here to listen to. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, listen to our other podcast to listen to that. Our mm-hmm. Maniac Cop podcast. Malone Which is basically right. just going to be the first half of next week's episode. Yeah, it'll be like three weeks long. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Uh, until next time. Get out.
0: If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show. Or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.